Hey everyone, before we start this episode about the lore of World of Warcraft and specifically the Tomb of Sargeras, I just wanted to pop in real quick and remind you that if you like this and you enjoy this show and you've been trying to find a way to throw your support behind it, there's an easy way. Even a dollar would do per month over at patreon.com slash frogpants. Consider it. And we thank you. That's patreon.com slash frogpants. Everybody, welcome to a lore. No, you're doing it wrong. Oh, what I do? Oh, we, we have to do. We have to op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, sorry, sorry. On. Okay, go back in. All right, yeah. hey, we're doing this again. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Welcome, traveler. <laughs> <laughs> then I said to the Murloc, "Blow him." I only just met him. <laughs> welcome back to a lore show. Wow, you did it! See, it's. Go, it, it, see? I'm sorry, I screwed that up. Yeah, we're. Uh, it's a lore episode of the instance, and um, yeah. after much ballyhoo and uh, excitement, people have been begging for this for months. So we thought uh, we would finally do how it. How the disappointment's going to set in? Is is this the problem, Scott? We let it get up to these lofty heights of hype, mm. where people are like, ah, oh, man, they did two really good ones. The third one's going to be good as well. Yeah. No. You don't I'm think really so? Sorry, Not so much? No, I'm going to manage those expectations. We're going to bring it down. All right. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, patch 7.2. Yeah. Uh, the Tomb of Sargeras. That's right. Um, but not. We're going to talk about everything that happened in the past that somehow kind of relates. And, uh, you know, kind of weaving in and out of stuff. I've got some documents open in front of me mm. that I've quickly googled to try and make sure I'm not <laughs> too wrong but I think there's going to be a lot of inaccuracies so please strap yourself in because yeah. um, it's, it's our, listen work. it's our standard disclaimer every time we do this we, we may get a detail here or there here or there wrong and that's okay uh, just know I would say that. we might get it here or there right that's probably <laughs> a closer disclaimer okay. but hopefully you're having fun whilst we do it I think so I mean I love these because it's a lot of stuff I don't know about the game and it's funny because I love the lore of the game but I'm often disappointed how little I know and you'll usually come in and go, oh, did you know that so-and-so had four of these and became a magic this and shit wizard Joe was a thibbidibbidur? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know any of this. So you take us further down this tunnel in a way that uh, I'm not sure any other podcasts are doing. No offense to anyone out there. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this. So uh, Obviously, we... I, I know because I listen to all the other podcasts <laughs> and... We yeah we're definitely we're definitely our own thing yeah which is great and, and by the way for those who may be just hearing this for the first time and you haven't heard the lore focused episodes with Terpster and I these are um, these are not an attempt to discuss so much gameplay as it is to talk about the world the characters the story that you are engaged in uh, where you might be headed in this new patch and where why the Tomb of Sargeras is important for this episode uh, it's history its uh, significance in the uh, the world of warcraft and uh, and so on so don't expect a bunch of and priests are getting nerfed sort of talk uh, no but historically priests have got nerfed a lot in law yeah um, so yeah who knows they wouldn't call them who nerfs knows? as much as they would deaths and they, yeah exactly and like you know i think i think i don't know what they call it in in world i think it's more so you find that you know uh, arcane influences uh, corrupt uh, some of the 
uh, some of the class yeah. kind of champions. Their abilities uh, are put to the test in, in yeah. ways that, uh, yeah, cer certainly it's a challenge. Like the Archbishop in Stormwind was actually a Dreadlord. And it's like, really? Oh, man. <laughs> thought, I thought he was going to be a good guy. Yeah. And now he's a bad guy. What's going on it's, there? It's also yeah. more of a buff for him power-wise. So. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. You know, Dreadlords, they don't die. Nope. You know, they don't. They just they just regenerate. Yeah, they just Boom. slowly fade away and then come back stronger than they were before. Yeah. All well, Illidan right. did kind of destroy their planet in a book. Yeah, um, he but did. But the thing is, is the thing with books is we, it doesn't actually become really part of the story till it's in the game mm. and even then later the game might decide that it wants the story to be different and that's the lovely thing about warcraft laws it's ever evolving so but okay but let's address that for a second if somebody mm -hmm. like christy golden or somebody writes um a book and there's a really important passage in there that really is fundamental to i got i got a slam dunk answer to this oh, one boy. because okay. at nerdtacular 2015 yeah i was in a uh, an elevator, a lift with uh, Mr. Sir Chris Metzen. Yeah, Sir Chris uh, He Metzen. got knighted over here. Crazy. <laughs> um, so um, I've been waiting in that lift for hours, and then finally Chris stepped in. And I was like, oh, <laughs> going up? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Smooth. Fancy meeting um, you here. Sure. And uh, I, I you know, obviously taken that opportunity of having Chris trapped in like a six-by-six-foot uh, box. <laughs> I yeah. was like, hey, um, Mr. Metzen, <laughs> uh, I was wondering about... Uh, so I asked him uh, at the end of Arthas, yeah. which is a fantastic book by Christy Golding, um, which tells the story of the rise of the Lich King, how Arthas came to be uh, the Lich King. Mm -hmm. um, and there's this uh, this internal struggle where uh, in in the book it's seen as a small sickly child and uh, Nizul, uh, this orc shaman um, with with Arthas as well. And uh in, at the end of the book, spoilers, and this kind of happens a bit in game, um, but he kills the boy, and that's meant to be the representation of Arthas' humanity. Mm. Um, and then Nazul is like, yes, you have made the right choice. <laughs> and then he kills Nazul. Mm. And it's like, what? And it's like, no, 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 no. There is there is no one left. This is the Lich King now. Yeah. Um, and Chris said apparently they, they actually regretted that, um, putting that in there because they kind of feel like it isn't what would have happened or should have happened mm. with the evolution then where Bolvar uh, puts on the Helm of Domination and becomes the Jailer of the Damned. Um, you know, and he becomes, you know, the new Lich King. Yeah. And now when we see Bolvar in-game, yeah. he's he's not like, you know, Bolvar from the Wrathgate cinematic. He is very much a kind of a guy who's kind of been forever burnt to death yeah. and is still burning um, and also is sat on an ice throne surrounded by other dead things he seems a bit miffed and i think the idea is is that part it isn't necessarily as as simple as you know all oh, that's no longer that character it's now this new character i think it's meant to be an evolution of a character and showing that um for example with with arthas mm. you know at the end, he's all like, oh, father, hey, oh, I want to say, he's like, oh, it's okay, my son, you were a douche, but now you're dead. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, and I think there's, like I said, they were, Chris had a much more kind of eloquent answer, though, yeah. as you know, Chris, it wasn't necessarily more succinct than this. Um, it's a long elevator like, ride, by the way. Exactly, it was, exactly. Well, I, I messed with the electrics on it, oh, so, I like, see. you know, he wasn't getting out of there quickly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, which is fine because I was trying to be non-threatening. Yeah, um, I, I just picture you walking over to the panel and just going all the way down and hitting yeah. every one of the buttons. So, Chris, <laughs> let's talk. 
That's awesome. Um, but, so uh, yeah, so 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 they they do things from time to time in books. Um, and obviously, I always ask about uh, Madame. Madame right. is this uh, uh, Mary Sue Orc Jesus character, or no, Drenai uh, uh, Orc Jesus character. But it's not even that. Is Garona was his mum. Medivh was his dad. Um, his uncle was uh, uh, the paladin guy who dies on the boat in alternate Draenor oh, uh, um, tentacle uh, vindicator Murad th- whatever guy. his name is yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, he he was a shaman who could wield arcane magics and fire magics and the lights like a paladin and he had like druid ability he was like what um, and in the comic books he was the guardian of Tristful mm. um, and, and basically they wrote him in the comics and they liked him and the game team were like what nah man we're not putting that in our game Mm. that's stupid that's yeah. stupid i'm not doing that yeah and so they said like oh my dad's around he's just off doing something else and now they're like yeah yeah, yeah that's that never happened mm. uh or that's gone you know he's he's not that or maybe he is but we're not going to see him right um and that's why for example kadgar has atiesh um which madan had in the comics um you know medivh's old staff the stave of the guardian of tristful um oh i didn't ever so, that never clicked with me how he why he had that but no, yeah, exactly. Okay. And because this was the same time when I was like, because I was trying to be like, is Cadgar actually Cadgar? Because he doesn't look like the guy from the Burning Crusade. Mm. And again, Metzen was like, no, he's always meant to look like that. That was just an artist saw an old sketch of mine of another thing mm. and just made a, a wizardy old human. And uh, they just decided to use that for Cadgar. Yeah. And at the time, apparently, Chris was like, that's not what Cadgar looks like. And they're like, well, you know, old wizard guy. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> So it was, it's, you know, we get these confusions from the game being a game and it's an evolved product with lots of people working on it. And, yeah. you know, you've got Chris and now we've got Alex Afasabi, Yabba Yabba Yabba, mm-hmm. um, in charge of the story and direction. So uh, there's always like a de facto yes, no, uh, but it, it evolves. Mm. And as the team changes and stuff like that, we get evolutions to the story. So with Chronicles, we went through in the first lore episode, uh, the origins of Azeroth, um, which now is a, a Titan world soul before it is a planet. Um, you know, the well of eternity is now Titan blood ooze world soul ooze. Um, that's, uh, was, was formed when, uh, Amonthul dipped his giant Titan hand down and plucked out Yassage, mm. um, who, uh, who then had a, you know this horrific crater uh which does, does that mean that blood. does that mean it's never dead like if it's just the primor if it's just like blood ooze or you know uh, the the result the, of a wound basically does it mean it's just sort of you know hurt the and- thing is is basically what dave cossack said now dave's no longer on wow he's on hearthstone but they are both azeroth and um, right. what he said to me at blizzcon is that he can't imagine um Azeroth walking around with stormwind on its back mm. uh and so his he, basically i think from his opinion we'll never see Azeroth hatch uh, because it would mean the end of our world or the end of how we uh, participate uh, in that. And it's not to say again that it won't ever happen or it won't happen in a special way um, or there's a way to extract the world soul from Azeroth and it's all that. But his uh, interpretation, and you've got to put some weight in it, is basically because of the Well of Eternity and the fact that all this Titan, the strongest Titan there ever has been, Azeroth, mm. um, is kind of oozing out across the planet and uh, kind of affecting everything, mm. that we are close to Titans in a way, you know, in that you know, we have immortal souls, some of us, 
um, that we are extremely powerful beings that can kill old gods and all these other things. Yeah. Um, we just happen to be very tiny in comparison to, to uh, Titans. So again, everything changes. I think basically when they land on a really cool thing, they're like, now nah, we're going to ride this. This is really good. But if something's like, oh, it's a bit cliche, it's a bit done, or wow, man, that's super 90s, then sometimes they're going to revisit that and maybe refine it a little bit. Okay. Um, so with that being said, yeah. let's revisit some of the lore that uh, kind of hasn't really been touched too much. Mm. Um, so maybe is up for renewal. And again, when 7.2 actually drops, it's on the PTR at the moment, but once we actually play it and we can really get into it, I'm sure actually a lot of what I say will be disproven because we'll actually see... Oh, actually, yeah, uh, that's not like that. This right. thing isn't that. So, um, so the Sargeras, uh, we we've touched on his story, um, his role. Well, let's, exactly. So let's let's just really quickly recap. Right. So let's do it. Sargeras was the kind of the hired muscle for the Titans. He used to roam the universe, the galaxies, uh, find Titan world souls. So these Titan eggs, these planets with Titan souls within them. And if he found evidence of the Void Lord's corruption in the form of old gods, and this is basically when a titan is vulnerable, is when it's in a world soul. You can't corrupt a big titan. Once they're like kind of Sargeras size, the Void Lords can't, you know, use old gods on him. Um, is it a size thing? Like it, it's, it's I, think it's a, I think it's just a being thing. Again, mm. we've never seen a titan. Mm. Some people like to think of them as kind of big nebula clouds with mm. cool faces mm. other think of them as actual massy rocky uh you know lava filled you know whatever mm. um we don't really know yeah. um like god but, of god of war style titans like uh, gaia yeah, and that sort yeah, of thing but, yeah. yeah exactly but bigger than the planet yeah you know so right you know his eye would be like the size of the moon uh <laughs> but closer i don't know anyway um so uh basically he would go around and if he found a corrupt planet he would just cleave it in two with his you know titan sword because he's you know pretty badass like that yeah. so he'd go around the universe chopping up planets that would that would dodge um and then he kind of came across azeroth and was like holy nuts guys this is this one's this is the most powerful world so we've ever found this is crazy um but in the in the principle of him going around everywhere and and kind of finding stuff um he he kind of came to the conclusion that it was all for naught and that this quest for order would never be met because of the nature and the chaos that exists in the world. So his version of order was, well, hang on, if, if there's nothing, that's pretty orderful, isn't it? That's a lot of order there in that nothing is, is consistent everywhere. It's just nothing everywhere. Right. So he thought, okay, I'm just going to burn everything. We're just going to get rid of everything. Mm. Um, and so he, he fell to his own corruption as such. You know, he wasn't corrupted by the Void Lords yeah. necessarily, though again, who knows? Um, but you know, he was, he was corrupted by the notion of this futile quest. He felt he was on, um, that the, the Titans, this, this order of arcane order that goes around and puts things in the right order, you know, that just think of them as the most anally retentive people you've ever had. You invite them around your house and they start lining up your cushions based in like, yeah. you know, size order or like this one's more plush. So that one should go there. And you're just like, Whoa, okay. Just sit down. It, it reminds me a little of Dr. Manhattan in the, um, Yes, uh, exactly. In the exactly. Watchmen, like this idea that he's got all a this power. Big floppy blue penis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and a big floppy blue penis, and also he's in a he's in a place where he's got great power and has great intentions, but then something snaps because of his size, his stature, his influence, his power, whatever. Something snaps, and the realization that that 
nothing is, you know, like, like there's no, how do I put this? It's, it reminds me of almost biblical. It's almost like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I hate to invoke this cause some people are going to get offended by it, but let's say you got your Jesus type and you got your Satan type, right? Mm-hmm. And the Satan type types like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make it what everybody, sh- I want to make it the way it's supposed to be. And the mm. Jesus types like, no, we should let everybody choose, and and it should be a, a more, um, you know, uh, free will, free will, exactly. sure. And Which so, is, again, something the Titans didn't actually give us. Right, we got free will from the old gods and the curse of flesh, and that, interestingly enough, is the thing that makes us so strong and mm. so powerful. So I think even then, there, there's lots of, I mean, you know, those sort of biblical tales are timeless. You look across all cultures, and there's there's always this good and evil, this you know this this order and and light and versus this darkness and all of those sorts of things exist across so many different cultures and i think that's the great thing about uh, a lot of geek culture is um this drawing on all these you know ancient and awesome tenacious stories um that have just stuck around and had you know taken the test of time mm-hmm. and come out flying like you know norse mythology is just some of the the greatest mythology you can ever read um, and we call it that because people don't believe in it anymore. It was a religion, uh, but we can say it's mythology now. It's okay. Um, and uh, it is basically you know, all the Titans they, and the, the Watchers. They have names drawn from that. A lot of the stories are from that. Uh, you know, people think of Thor as that cool guy from Marvel films. But yeah. no, Thor was, you know, part of Norse mythology. He's the son of Odin and, you know, all of these crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got this, we've got this great mixing pot. And so, again, to talk about the Tomb of Sargeras, we, we need to kind of talk about, firstly, where it is, which is, as we know, the Broken Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually originally part of Suramar. And if you go to Suramar, you can see there's a bit of bridge that sticks out and then it kind of falls into ruin. And then you can see over on the Tomb of Sargeras, there's another little bit of bridge. Mm-hmm. And the idea is originally it was a temple to a loon. Mm. Um, so the, the, the night elves, the uh, uh, Keldori, um, made this city. Um, and uh, they weren't night elves at the time, sorry. Keldori <laughs> made this city and yeah. they had this uh, temple to a loon, which is actually where Tyrande, um was priestess oh. uh, to the loon at. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, hold then, on here. Here's a question, though. Okay, so if you've... Um... In my mind, when I say when someone says to me "Tomb of Sargeras," what I picture is something more like we're finding Leoric in the fourth dungeon of the uh, the freaking first mm-hmm. act of Diablo, like a kind of more medieval, dark uh, crypts and and that sort of thing. But that's not what this is, is it? It's like well, a big corrupt temple-y looking of, deal. Kind of is now, and it, it's weird. So, so again, if we just very quickly brush over some things, right. so the Keldorai or elves. They came around from that well of eternity, that titan wound. Um, basically, uh, trolls, dark trolls, mm. started to, to to live near it because they were like, you know, this be really nice, man. Like, <laughs> great shorefront. Check out the view. Um, and all things like that. And over time, they, you know, hey, brethren, how's it going, my good chum? And they, they suddenly developed uh, higher intelligence. Yeah. Uh, they They stood taller. They had fairer skin. Uh, and you know, kind of fairer hair, and uh, they basically became immortal because they were in such close proximity to this font of of arcane power that is the well of eternity uh, that they 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 change into a whole different race mm. uh, that we call night elves. Mm. 
Um, the Kaldori means um, children of the stars, yeah. um, which um, is also the the Kalimdor is the name of the continent um, that happens to have uh, that is is kind of left over. And but the 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 whole world, the whole continent used to be called Kalimdor, which means like land of the stars or something like that i can't remember how come, the, whore, how come the whore got to keep that name is there a reason it's just that's the name has been okay yeah you know, the, the information was lost right. to the eastern kingdoms so like humans they didn't know about the well of eternity mm. they didn't know about elves and stuff like that these things came after so the human races were there they descended from vicrul um but uh who were you know they the curse of flesh affected them that they got smaller and weaker mm. to the point where it's like oh Thanks, Blizzard. Yeah, I guess I guess we are small, <laughs> pathetic, weak things. Thank you. Anywho, so we had this well of eternity, yeah. and then we the elves started building cities around it, and they had this magical, beautiful uh, uh, kind of empire. Trolls used to cause them trouble because there, the, uh, there were other trolls, like the Gurubashi trolls and uh, the Imani trolls and all these other trolls we've seen. And night elves thought of themselves as superior. The Kaldori were quite full of themselves. They had a, a weird um, caste system. So um, the the females used to be the dominant. It was a matriarchy rather than uh, what we see a lot in in, in human history. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were kind of the you know classic sort of snooty elf from Tolkien and the rest. You know they were just quite full of themselves. Thought they knew everything and had a fascination and obsession around arcane magic. Um, so the top cast were called the highborn. Mm. Um, and so the highborn we've, we've seen from time to time. Um, but basically the one we know most though, we don't really know her that well is Queen Ashara. Yeah. So Queen Ashara built a palace, um, on the well and basically just was obsessed with the well of eternity, loved it. Um, she used spells to enthrall her people to worship her even more um she was you know kind of a little bit unhinged Mm. now as she peered into the well a voice called out to her and that guy we know him as sargeras (laughs) um and uh, he basically said look if you let me through i'm gonna give you even more power Mm. i've got so much power um and basically we'll go back and do the war of the ancients another time but basically she got you know a little bit uh, you know, unhinged, a little bit crazy to the point where um, two twins, uh, the Stormrage twins by the name of Malfurion and Illidan, um, teamed up with their best friend Turande, um, and uh, they took her down, and that nation uh, kind of came to crumble yeah. as they closed the portal on Sargeras, um, which uh, actually caused his body to shatter or to disperse mm. and left his spirit kind of wandering the twisting nether, which is kind of still his, his condition today. Right. Um, and when you do the night hold, he's like just a evil Lord of the Rings. eye, just staring at you through a portal and getting quite angry. at Well, that. but when you fight him, it's his avatar, right? Like, a well, that's what we're getting to. Okay. Um, All right. but basically, uh, Illidan and Malfurion blow at the well, and caused the sundering, this this uh, this shattering of Kalimdor mm. into Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms. Right. Um, and basically, 
the the night elves say like oh, okay arcane magic is really bad guys you saw how bad look it nearly destroyed the planet we had all these demons we had to fight them off uh let's just do this druid thing okay mm-hmm. because that's that's where it's at yeah. um the they still worship a loon they think a loon's amazing uh because a loon is Cenaris's mum mm. um so they're they're all they're all about all of that um but it, it basically just meant that it all went wrong so they so so it's funny just from a from an elf perspective if you look at elf lore in lots of kinds of books and 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 takes and stuff um i find this is often happening they're the Mm -hmm. ones that seemingly on the surface are all about the peace and the quiet and the love and the happiness and the let's keep all everything in in tune and nature and whatever but almost without fail one or two or three of them have caused like serious damage to whatever it is that they claim Basically, to be protecting. Basically, if you yeah, if you take the elves out of the equation, um, we are much less likely to have the Burning Legion as an issue right now. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, Sargeras wanted to find Azeroth, yeah, um, and wants to take it out or corrupt it or make it his wife. I don't know, um, <laughs> but you know, the elves are continually an issue. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, if Illidan's all he's cracked up to be, potentially they're also our salvation. Right. So we will see. Anyway, so we basically we've 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 now blown up the world, and we've got this this temple to a loon, um, part of Suramar that's um, been kind of uh, sh- separated from the city. So basically, during this time, Suramar decided, okay, what can we do? Um, and they use the pillars of creation mm. to. Um, help make a shield around the city to protect them from all the demons that were coming through at this time. Yeah, which players um, have probably seen. Them. Yeah, and players have probably seen a lot of this in the in this expansion. Uh, yes, exactly. So stuff. that that protected them. Uh, for, for that, it also blocked out the sun and the moon, and they then became addicted to the Nightwell. And if you play through Suramar, uh, you'll understand how they get around that yeah. uh, with an Arkandor. Which every house should have. Everyone yeah. should have this sweet arcane tree, uh, fusing uh, nature magic and arcane magic. It's it's, it's beautiful. Right. Never you never go back. Right. Um, but we've now got the Tumas Argaris, which was the temple to Elun, um, is now kind of lying dormant, separated outside the bounds of the city shield, um, and it's it's there um, as part of all that's going on. So we then go through time. Uh, forward in time, the humans have met the elves and they've started to uh, learn about arcane magic and how to be mages. Mm-hmm. And um, they build a group of cool mages together, like a, an awesome top tier, you know, you aspire to be part of them, um, called uh, the Council of Trisful mm. um, or, or the Council of Six, I think. But it had a name. Uh, Google it. Uh, <laughs> they had then. Uh, these different chosen champions where they would kind of channel all of their powers and energy um, and great magics into a single individual to be the guardian of Trisful. Mm-hmm. Um, Trisful, Trisful, Tearsful, um, comes from, uh, is the land where Tear, the Titan Keeper we mentioned back in one or two, uh, died, mm. uh, fighting off all the uh, old gods, uh, minions that were sent down by Loken. So it's where Tear fell. Tears fall. Tear, tear, Trisful. Trisful. Um, um, so the idea basically is that the, the title and the power gets passed down from mage to mage throughout the year, master to apprentice, chosen one to chosen one. Um, 
and uh, basically there was a guardian at the time called Magnus Scavel who chose the next in line was his apprentice and his apprentice was a lady by the name of Aegwyn um, and um, oh. she was really good yeah. she's like super top of the class uh, she mastered a load of um, of highborn really complicated magics she was gifted um so she was also the first ever female guardian so you know girl power well done we like that um it's good um the she didn't take any uh prisoners she was just kicking ass left right and center um but kind of didn't like the council of trisfall she 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 found them to be a bit overbearing so we we have this this awesomely powerful individual um, who is just amazing, but doesn't get on too well with authority figures. Mm. Um, basically, what happens then is uh, she finds out of um, she finds out basically that her her um, these scrolls that she she mastered talked about um, this arcane uh, highborn wizard. Um, who basically got a load of power by being empowered by a arcane um, being mm. um, called Aluneth, mm. which kind of, if you do uh, the arcane mage um, artifact weapons, you you learn about these things. Oh, you get a taste um, of that in there. I didn't know that. That's yeah, the, it's yeah, the exactly. one, it's You the can one actually have the... Aegwyn's staff as yeah, well, which yeah. historically has always been... Atiesh, mm. but they changed it because they're like, ah, oh, Cadgar's got that. We don't want to take that off him. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. Adrian, she had her own staff. It was really good. It was yeah. actually, she preferred that to the, the normal one. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> basically, she got, she was like, man, I want to get me some of this arcane power. So she goes off to try and summon in this same arcane being to, you know, get all the power. Um, and so she, she, she bounds that to a staff. Um, and that is then the arcane uh, staff that you get in, in World of Warcraft. Okay. So she's now got this sweet staff. She's a badass. Um, and all this while, big bad Sargeras, he's been, he's been seeing what's going on because of the sheer power. And you know, when, when anyone does anything crazily powerful with arcane magic or the rest, it's like light in a match in a dark room. Mm. Um, uh, probably that's filled with farts. It's just gonna, you know, whoa, <laughs> hang on, what's going on over there? Uh, so instantly, um, Sargeras is like, oh, hang on, this could be an opportunity. Um, so Sargeras sends a load of demons to attack Azeroth. Um, no, wait, he does and, this from what? So he's still a disembodied, like, eyeball, basically. It kind of, yeah, I think so. The thing is, again, is like, in, in some continuities, he's not. And I think now he is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, mm. he is a disembodied eyeball, but still, you know, can whisper to people and say, Oh yeah, go do this. Mm. Um and he's trying to coalesce, he's trying to re reform and find a, a way to take physical form again. Okay. Um so Aegwin goes to Northrend, which is where all these demons are at, to start doing some of her sweet, you know, kind of magic stuff. She kicks all the asses. It's amazing. Um so Sargeras then thinks, okay, I got a plan. Mm. Um, and he sends his avatar down to the surface. So he's managed to have a, a fell construct that looks a bit like him. So it's got gnarly horns like Illidan, 
um, looks a bit like an Eridar, uh, kind of just like, you know, angry looking thing um, that he puts his essence into. And I don't know if it's his whole power. I don't I don't imagine. So I don't think he can. Um, but the idea is that um, she then he then fights Adrian Agrin. Um, so Adrian, she thinks she's a badass. OK. And in this case, she's just defeated Sargeras, mm. albeit in an avatar. But, you know, she's she's thinking, well, wow, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, basically, it seems uh, like it seems like that's not going to go her way, though. Well, yes. Yeah. So she she basically goes back to Atiesh with the staff, goes to the dragons, gets it powered up, um, and um, basically kicks Sargeras's ass and seals his body inside this abandoned temple, mm. this this Elune temple that she she finds, um, and so that he could never be resurrected. Okay. And this temple now is called the Tomb of Sargeras. Mm. Um, however, that's exactly what Sargeras wanted to happen. Oh. So basically once she kind of defeats the avatar, Sargeras manages to enter the mind or the body of Aegwin um and changes her further. So she becomes even more uh, rebellious. Um she basically um she decides that the council are trying to kind of are like the Illuminati and she thinks, hang on, this is wrong. Okay. Um, she basically, uh, doesn't, she won't pass on the title of guardian and she, because she's so powerful, uh, she holds this title for over a thousand years. Oh, she, wow. like, she is like old, but it doesn't affect her because she's got so much power. Right. Um, plus don't they, so, all, they, don't they all just live forever anyway? Those, that the race of well she's not elven though she's human oh she's human that's right yeah never mind so, so yeah so the magic's so, keeping her keeping her young exactly so she then constructs a cool tower mm. uh called karazan mm. um, i heard of that place she, yeah. she builds this on the kind of the the uh convergence of a load of ley lines a load of azeroth veins mm. where all this arcane energy is shooting through the planet and it's this like this uh this nexus where all this power, she can get even more powerful. Um, and uh, the council are kind of like, hang on, I think, you know, you need to give up your power now, okay? I, we've, we've humored this, but we do need a new guardian. You know, we've, we've decided with the council. Um, and so they form uh, the Triscard, which is a group of kind of mage hunters that are going to hunt her down. Mm. Um, so basically, she... She then abandons Karazhan and then goes to the old uh, Keldorai city of Surama. Mm. So we now have this kind of rogue uh, guardian. She's hiding out in an awesomely cool, magical place. Uh, everyone's a bit annoyed, but she also, within her, harbors the spirit and essence of Sargeras. So Sargeras has kind of found a way to get into our world is she the um, avatar is she or is she so so not really she's okay. still herself it's just kind of like if you imagine her now having like a, a a split personality where she's got this voice in the back of her head telling you know burn everyone up just burn them just do it go mm -hmm. on burn them mm -hmm. you know that's the sort of thing he's slowly corrupting her um and going forward to there right. um she ends up actually getting almost caught by a member of the Triscard, one of these guys sent out to kill her, 
um, by the name of um, Nilis Aran. Mm. Um, you might remember Shade of Aran. Oh, yeah. So Aran basically ends up falling in love with Aegrin. Um, you know, and they they don't, you know, he doesn't like the council either. No one likes the council. Um, and uh, they, they, they fall in love and they have a baby and uh, decide that they'll, you know, have a baby to, to create a new guardian. And they'll pass that, that title onto the and all the power um onto their child mm. um so they named that child medivh oh my lord okay so when medivh was born mm. um Aegwin sealed all of her powers including sargeras into her son no oh. and then took off did not know that so aaron then takes the son to stormwind where he can be raised in safety and um you know, we kind of see some of that in the Warcraft movie in terms of, you know, Medivh, he's a little bit unhinged. He's yeah. a little bit, as he grows older, yeah. those whispers, the gnawing grows, you know, louder and more compelling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he ends up uh, basically opening up a portal <laughs> to an alien world and inviting an orcish horde to try and clear out any resistance on Azeroth. So then the Burning Legion can come along and destroy uh, the Titan Soul. Well, I wanted to ask: did the, Do you think the movie um, lived up to that part of the storyline? Like, it, kind well, of. I think when you hmm. see Medivh at the end and he's kind of corrupted with big horns, I think that's the closest we've got to seeing Sargeras because hmm. basically that's what we're seeing there. We're seeing Sargeras take over Medivh's form, and he is, you know, that's when he's at his most evil. He's hmm. infused with fell energy um, and tries to, you know, kind of use that as a as a way to um, you know, destroy Azeroth. Right. So it's kind of cool to see uh, Sargeras in some way. Um, what we kind of get into with um, Seven Two is we now know some of the bosses and creatures within the Tomb of Sargeras, and one of those is the Avatar of Sargeras. Mm. And interestingly enough, it's not the final boss, which is kind of a bit weird. Um, now I think. Based on the fact when you if you've done Nighthold again, you see Sargeras, the big plan throughout this expansion was Gul'dan uh, got Illidan's body mm -hmm. because Illidan's soul was off wandering the Twisting Nether. Um, uh, Maiev had trapped his body in a warden prison. Uh, so Illidan's soul was unable to return to his body. So um, he was basically doomed to linger in the Twisting Nether, never to return. Mm. Um Gul'dan knows that Illidan's body is, you know, a really powerful body infused with the skull of Gul'dan, our Gul'dan, not alternate universe Gul'dan, right. um, <laughs> where he he's just this, you know, behemoth of power, right. and uh, and it's a ve it's a vessel, and he's like, you know, what? and attitude can... by the way, and exactly, attitude, yeah. but I can use the power of the Nightwell mm. um, and uh, a pillar of creation, the eyes of Amonthul. Uh, to draw Sargeras's essence into Illidan as a vessel. So Sargeras can return and be contained, potentially, mm. within Illidan's form. Um, so we have a big fight on the top of uh, uh, the Nighthold, and uh, fortunately for us, we win. Uh, Sargeras and Gul'dan are pushed back, and Gul'dan's defeated as Illidan, his spirit, returns uh, to his body with the help of Light's Heart and us, the champions. Yeah. Um, and uh, Illidan's back 
and he's ready to kick ass. He kills Gul'dan like Gul'dan killed Varian Rin, just explodes him with fell energy and then crushes his skull, um, which is uh, cool. That's really cool. Pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So we now are going to go on to the Tomb of Sargeras, uh, and we're going to fight our way through. Are we led um, by Illidan? Has he taken us in there? We, th- I think so. I imagine mm. so. I think if we're not led, he's certainly you know instrumental yeah. in what follows. Um, but when we fight the 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 Avatar Sargeras, I don't think it's the same as fighting Sargeras, and I don't think it necessarily is going to monologue or anything like that. I, well, I don't know, but I'm imagining it will be kind of like a glorified fell golem, like it's just this big, hulking, powerful avatar construct mm. um so it's not the same as killing the titan it's it's like a husk of his uh it's like it's like his old burnt out car yeah um and it's going to run us over it still hurt a lot right but it's not the same as it being actually sargeras right um but the the big baddie that we're going to face in there is going to be kill jaden yeah. now kill jaden is one of sargeras's lieutenants the other one being archimond now, Archimond, if you did um, Hellfire uh, Citadel on Heroic, you actually fight and kill him at the end in the Twisting Nether, which in Demon World means he dead. He gone. That's yeah, it. Yeah. No more no more Archimond. Yeah. He's dead. He's right. done. Right, he's he's died in the place where his spirit is tied to, so it's got nowhere to run. He's dead. Yeah. Um, which means there's just there's there's one guy left. Uh, well, there's two guys. There's Sargeras and Kill Jaden. Mm. Now we're going to fight Kill Jaden at the end of the Tomb of Sargeras, at the very bottom, actually. Mm. Um, now, my assumption is that we're going to basically fight him back, uh, and he'll go through a portal back to Argus yeah. to kind of regroup, which is where his temple and uh, palace is and all of his and we know, are. And we know we're going to Argus because they've said and as we, much. Exactly. We yeah. know 7-3 is that. So the idea probably is that then... We will follow him through, and then on Argus, we will fight him again. Only this time, we'll be able to kill him. Now, Argus is so fell-infused, it's the same as killing a demon on the Twisting Nether, in the Twisting Nether. So if we kill him there, he too is dead. So we have a possibility now where we're going to be able to take out all of the Legion's leaderships. Um, Sargeras, I don't know what we're going to do with him still. He, he may remain like the Eye of Sauron, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, wandering around the, the cosmos, or it may be even that there's a way to deal with him as well. Mm. Um, Illidan, uh, he uses um, portals like uh, Nezul did on uh, Outlands, mm-hmm. where they opened so many portals that it ripped the planet apart. Yeah. Um, Illidan does a similar sort of thing where he basically uses the portals to destroy the planet. Mm. So again, it may be that we end up destroying Argus. You know, Illidan's there doing his mo- you know, his mojo. Um, we might have to protect him while he does it. I don't know. Um, you think his brother? That, you think his brother will step up and be the protector? You think that's how it'll go? No, no, no. Okay. I don't know. I don't think so. Do you think Maybe. that? Do you think that love triangle is going to jack this story up? Like they're going to end up? I don't, having- I don't think so because. Tyrande doesn't love uh, Illidan. No, uh, Illidan's been infatuated with her, but I mean, it's it's been always quite one-sided. Um, though again, maybe I mean when she she breaks him out of prison in Warcraft Three. Yeah, you know she's the one who goes to um, 
to to bring him back. Yeah. The reason Illidan was imprisoned is he stole some vials of the Well of Eternity. Mm-hmm. So after all the badness that happened with the War of the Ancient, he was like, yeah, but, you know, I'm just going to keep some. Um, and with that, <laughs> he could create other wells. And when he did this, the Nightmares were like, honestly, oh, I can't have done that. And my <laughs> locked him up for 10,000 years. Yeah, 10,000 um, years. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so so the, the temple, the Tumas Argaris, uh, it, it has these things in it that we kind of have stories of before. Uh, but at the same time, we don't really know what they're going to be that you know, what they're going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, we know we're going to fight some kind of big demons. Um, we're also going to fight some of the Naga. So again, we talked about Queen Ashara briefly at the beginning. Um, when uh, the uh, kind of the wonder trio blew up uh, the Well of Eternity, um, she managed to kind of protect her and her people in a magical bubble. Um, and But they sunk to the bottom of the, of the ocean mm. um, where they were then close to the prison of Nazoth. Mm. And Nazoth basically was able to corrupt the uh, the highborn, similarly to how Yogg-Saron corrupted the Vykor to turn them into humans and the um, the stone dwarfs into normal dwarfs. Is that why they're fish uh, people Earthen. at this point? They all became... Well, exactly. Okay. So they, they mm. become the Naga yeah. off of the back of that. So Queen Ashara and her highborn people became Naga. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Xavius, who we remember from the Nightmare, yeah. um, he was uh, Ashara's like, uh, right-hand man. Um, and he dick. was the first sat- satyr. Um, and uh, he was dick, corrupted by the, by the Legion. Yeah. So you kind of get like Legion corruption to Elf, turns him into satyrs. Old God corruption turns him into Naga-y type things. Yeah. Um, so w- there's a big Nag contingent at the tomb. Yeah. Again, we don't really know what they're doing. Are they fighting the demons? Are they with the demons? Um, What's her status? Dog- is she still around? Is she? She's- yeah. So that's the thing. We see her very briefly in um, uh, Azuna. Oh, um, right. So at the cave she's, entrance, she's she's exactly. hiding as somebody and she else. Is yeah. Actually, there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. I forgot um, about that. And the idea is is that once we come back from Argus. We're probably going to be fighting her, her Naga, and Nazoth. Okay. And that will be uh, the next expansion, mm. Patch at 8. Oh, um, interesting. So okay. the idea being is that once we seal off the Legion portal and do all the rest, we actually open uh, the prison of Nazoth, freeing him, allowing him and the Naga to run riot on Azeroth as we're like, honestly, we only just finished tidying up. Um, so... <laughs> It might be that we see uh, a South Seas type islands. You know, I'm hoping we see Undermine, which is a great place where all the the goblins uh, have you know amazing trade districts, and yeah. it's where they all kind of have their cabals. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really excited uh, to see um, how it goes. Yeah. So so yeah. all right. So if um, uh, Illidan's fate, we know what that is now. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how spoiler we want to be, but you know, stuff stuff's happening currently that that determines all of that. I mean, it's not out in Raid Finder, but it's been out in in, yeah. in the game, so yeah. I feel okay. I, yeah, that. it's probably fine. Um, and what did we think he was gonna do? I mean, he's he's the biggest stooge ever, and of course he was gonna he was gonna find his end. Um, so, but I mean, what a what a I mean, when you look at the kind of the causality, yeah, this all comes from Thrall making Garrosh Warchief. Mm-hmm. 
that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. Because without that, we wouldn't have gone to Pandaria uh, and Garrosh wouldn't have been imprisoned and wouldn't have made a deal with Koratraz to travel back in time to make the Iron Horde, which then wouldn't have had alternate reality Gul'dan, which then wouldn't have come here. And it's all because Thraldar messed up. Yeah. Uh, it's funny know, how, it's funny, isn't that funny how just doing, making one political goof can uh, mm. have a, a lasting effect and a and a and a trickle down effect on the rest of society for a very long time hmm. yeah interesting i know so Parallel. so uh so all right so let's say let's say you're right about your idea that then that 8.0 would probably be the queen basically the queen ashara uh expansion mm. where she's the big bad and you are doing all that stuff how likely do you think that is, given the fact that I think we're starting to get into the more obscure territory of Warcraft? It's less um, uh, mainstream, here's a big dragon and you got to fight him sort of idea. It's a little more well, I think nuanced. When you, when you see Nazoth, Nazoth is you know a giant tentacled leviathan type uh, eldritch beast yeah. and would look pretty badass on a cinematic, you know, kind of rising out of the ocean, just, you know, flopping these big tentacles down on the on the land crushing boats and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know roaring with a thousand moors um and we've already had ashara um you know shown to us in this expansion mm. so even if you've only played through azuna which originally was meant to be like the starting zone in the expansion before yeah. they came up with the scaling yeah. um you know pretty much everyone's seen her at least you know would recognize the name if it was said and shown to them so i i kind of feel like what they're going to start doing is is starting to drip feed us the next expansion during the the current one to make sure that people you know it doesn't feel too alien and like who the, who is this guy mm. why are we doing this mm. um, so I think yeah I think we'll, we're we're it, it makes sense to me more so than any other uh, destination I think um, anything that gets a little bit too out there um, I mean where do we go next it's hard it's hard to exactly. say exactly I mean the thing is is we. We really, what they're saying is, is we, we potentially have only seen kind of one hemisphere of Azeroth. Mm -hmm. There could be a whole other side that we've never explored, mm -hmm. um, which seems a bit crazy, but maybe. Mm. Um, in which case, uh, you know, they can invent whatever they want. Um, equally, when you look at the, um, the distribution of um, tundra and deserts, you notice that Silithus and Aldum and uh tanaris and uh, a lot of places at the kind of the bottom of our map mm -hmm. are quite desert like which you normally associate with things on the equator mm. so we actually may be looking at the top quadrant of our world and there may be a whole you know we go to the south seas and below and find all these other land masses with all these other things going on um so there's a there's a billion things they could do with it and then yeah. obviously we got the big bad of the void lords um Alun, i think she's a void lord just a good one mm -hmm. i always like that in storytelling when you have like the you know the white witch mm -hmm. you know she's still a witch mm -hmm. but she's a good one yeah um you know and i i like that and i think that that's quite going to be quite testing for the for the night elves if they find out that their kind of deity um has been uh like is is the same species as all the bad guys. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, if you get, so let's say we get to all these high minded, very lofty places of void Lords and, um, you know, that kind of progression in this game and in this story, does it ever run out of, does it get to a point where you're like, all right, well, what's bigger than this? 
Or do they go back to something simpler? Like there's some sort of new internal struggle of rogue um, uh, alliance uh, yeah, I mean, secret exactly society yeah. or something. Do you think that's what they, they, they'll they so do in the future? I think the thing to bear in mind is there was a comic on the release of this expansion on the World of Warcraft website that had a many years later scene showing a final battle or what they called the final battle between the Army of the Light versus you know the Void Lords or whatever that was going to be. Yeah. Um, and it shows a old Anduin in his sort of 60s, 70s, mm. maybe. Mm. Uh, maybe younger, but he was grey and grizzled. Um, and that is not apparently a time slip. That is not you know like uh, Khadgar, who was artificially aged by the Skull of Gul'dan when he shut down the Dark Portal. Mm-hmm. That is apparently you know that they have 30 plus years of story planned out Mm. um or you know so i kind of feel okay in that i think they've got a a good one Mm. i think they know what they're doing but certainly yeah i I don't think it would feel any less epic if we had uh an an internal struggle because kind of that's what siege of ogramar was and i love that Mm -hmm. i thought that was a great raid and expansion yeah it was good um you know with with pandaria you know ending up there with this kind of tyrannical leader that needed to be uh taken down and then you know we we elected someone from the people um i I like that i Mm -hmm. think that that could be really good still i think there's definitely a lot of opportunity uh for blizzard to have more intimate less cosmic stories and i think we will see a lot of those yeah um but at the same time you know there's still so much they can do. So and, is, you know, the Void Lords, if they just spat out a load more old gods, that's pretty cool. If yeah. Bolvar suddenly decides, you know what, man, I'm done. Okay, I'm taking my undead and we're just going to kill everyone now mm-hmm. because I think that's cool. That could be or, interesting, sure. You know, maybe Nazul from alternate Nazul gets transposed into the head and we get a new Lich King. Maybe we get a Lich Queen in the form of Jaina yeah. or Sylvanas or... I don't know. Yeah. yeah, there's so many things they could do. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any dangers of, of running out of cool well, stuff for us. They're clearly players. doing things with Jaina now to lead to something. So that 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 rings true to me. I have one question about Ashara before we, we wrap things up. Mm-hmm. It's is is she named after the place just north of Orgrimmar, or is the place named after her? The latter, exactly that. Okay. So they they named it after her as a tribute of like this was this most beautiful, luscious land, mm. and they said, you know, it's so beautiful it can be named after you the most beautiful of beautiful great great queen um, yeah and so it's full, exactly, and it's and full of fish people too like you're it's there's no well that's the it. thing exactly and so that's where her temple was if you notice that's right on the coast mm-hmm. that's where the well of eternity kind of would have been mm-hmm. it, you know where the land got pushed quite significantly apart and shattered and all the rest right and it's now been turned into a horde symbol uh, by the goblins mm-hmm. um but uh yeah that's pretty cool oh yeah it has why yeah. have I never and seen so, this before? Look at that. Oh, that was in the Cataclysm. Um, and so Gallowix has his pleasure palace in the middle, which has like a, a, a miniature golf. Yeah, no, I've been, uh, I've been in there, but I didn't realize that the aerial shot with that yeah. made it a horde symbol. Yeah, exactly. Symbol. That's, I mean, that's how do you pledge allegiance to the horde? I don't know. Let's make it a horde symbol. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, that's goblins through and through, and I love it. Oh, um, my gosh. That's so great. So we'll, we'll get the new Gallowix uh, model in the game soon, yeah. and uh, that should hopefully uh, make that whole thing you know him stand out a little bit more yeah. as a as a badass well i love these lore episodes i want to do more of them all the time i very think- meandry so i apologize i think i think what what i'd love to do in future is to kind of do a q a show yeah. so if if people out there enjoyed this um email us 
uh, whatever the email address is. It's uh, the instance at gmail.com. Email that one yeah. and ask your questions. <laughs> and then in a couple of weeks or so, uh, we'll get together and we'll try and answer all your questions. Yeah, I'd love to do that. That sounds awesome to me. Um, we love doing these. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you've learned something about the world of Warcraft that you didn't know before today. Uh, until next time, visit theinstance.net. You'll find all the links you need there, all the contact stuff for me and for Terpster. Oh, wait, we should do. We should end this on a roleplay here. How do you want to do this? Uh, and thus ends the tale of Sargeras's tomb. Would you like oh, to add anything? No, <laughs> there are many more secrets within the tomb. However, we will explore those when Blizzard releases patch 7.2, <laughs> which obviously refers to a book. Yeah. Over there, right by my friend Blizzard. Hello, Brian <laughs> Blizzard. There he is. He's just finished writing it soon. I, we will read it later. Later. Farewell, travelers. Farewell. <laughs>